Welcome to RSN's Race Day. Ready? Gates crash back in racing. For the first hour, it's the first word. Here's Gareth Hall. Yes, this is RSN's Race Day on this Saturday, the 2nd of July. Good morning to you listening on your local RSN 927 dial throughout Victoria. And hello to you wherever you may be listening on the RSN 927 app, our sister channels right across the country and also on our website at rsn.net.au. Well, it's one of my favourite days these days on a racetrack. Finals day at Flemington, highlighted by the traditional VRC, CRV. Winter Championship Series final over the 1,600 metres for the Open Class Gallopers, and it's at listed level. We've also got a couple of other listed races, the Targe Rossi Targe-Rossi Series final. For the two-year-olds, who knows, we might find the Oaks or Derby winner in this year's race. And then there's also the Santa Ana Lane Sprint Series final at listed level. But it's a terrific support program as well at Flemington. And up there in Queensland, well, it's got the feature race there, the Wink Skinnies, but also the Cloundry Cup and the Glasshouse Handicap. But it was on this day back in 2015, the mighty Mayor Winks proved that she could do the impossible. Winks is last. She'll have to come past the 17 of them. Into the straight and sky limit. Past the 400. Kicked away. Worthy cause now went into second spot. About to give chase. Followed by Ride and Drive. Ullman is next and right or wrong has pulled to the outside. To the 200 metres mark and Worthy cause got the sky limit. Ullman getting up on the fence. It's Ullman and Worthy cause there together with 100 to go. Look at Winks. Look at Winks. She's come from last. She stormed down the outside. Oh, what a win. Winks got up and beat Allman and Worthy Cause in an amazing performance. Gareth Hall with you on this Saturday morning. It's five minutes past seven. Got a busy first word as well. We'll be catching up with Liam O'Keefe for an update at Flemington. Greg Brown for an update at the Wangaratta meeting this afternoon. J.D. Hayes, Luke Oliver, Patrick Payne, Mitchell Freeman, Tom Sadler, Calvin McAvoy, Sav Hassan, Rob Blacker, Trent Buston and Ben Gleeson. And Michael Megan will be joining me um, before 8 o'clock this morning for the first word. Then it's the Melbourne Form Panel just after 8 o'clock. Warren Huntley, Mark Hunter, David Gately, Nicholas Quinn to join me. And then it's a busy interstate hour as well just after 9 o'clock. Kicking off with uh, the Sydney Form Preview with uh, David Gately. But let's head out to Flemington to catch up with Liam O'Keefe on this Saturday morning. Good morning, Liam. Morning, Gareth. It has turned into a ripper day, finals day in the middle of winter. It has. It's been a good, a good uh, invention by the VRC when jumps um, seized here ten or twelve years ago. So it's, yeah, it's good to have those um, heats leading into a final. The form lines are well exposed and, and, and pretty strong for this time of year. So it should be a good day's racing. And the rails back in the true. Back in the true. That's right. We raced here a fortnight ago and and we're out in the twelve metre position. So nice fresh ground there on the inside. Um, and the inside eight metres is, is, is fairly even, and outside of eight, you start to get into some feeling from our recent recent winter uh, race meeting. So that'll certainly cover all the field for coming around the circle in the in the circle races, and, and then for the straight races, you might see more middle to inside rather than middle to outside this meeting, just with okay. the recent racing we've had on the outside. And the track rating? Track rating, we're on a soft six today. The game stick is nine point four overall. The inside of the straight is nine point three. The outside is nine. The shear is 11.5. We've had 0.2 of a millimetre of rainfall. That was yesterday. And that's a total of 5.4 millimetres for the week. And the moisture in the track is 39.4%. Weather forecast today? 
Weather forecast is overcast, top of 13 degrees. Um, just a very slight chance of a shower, and we've got a 11 kilometre south-southwest wind. So at that wind speed and direction, it won't have any impact on how the races are run. So we'll stay at that soft six race throughout the meeting as well? I think we'll stay there most of the day. Yep. Um, if we've got some sun and wind or something, it, it may improve a touch. Um, certainly no worse than a six, so, um, but we'd need a little bit of luck along the way. What's your best? I like Zach the Boss in the um, Santa Elena Lane Sprint Series final. It's in good form, and um, yeah, the track spies have said it's trained on well, so we'll go with Zach the Boss race seven. Good on you, mate. Enjoy your day, Liam. Thanks, Gareth. There's Liam O'Keefe. We're racing at Wangaratta in Victoria as well, and Greg Brown joins us for a track update. Good morning, Greg. Morning, boys. How are we? Good, thanks, mate. What are we expecting there at Wang? Uh, yeah, cracking day. Another big frost. Um, we're on a soft seven, uh, penetrometer of 5.59. All right, weather conditions there? Yeah, fine. Yeah, yep. perfect. So we'll stay at that range. What about the rail? Uh, rail's back to true. So it was out around the bend for the last meeting a couple of weeks ago on a heavy 10. So there's a bit of fill in the track. But, um, yeah, I think it'll race pretty even. Beautiful, mate. Looking forward to it. Good on you, Greg. Thank you. And there's a big meeting up on the Sunshine Coast. But if you were watching the Albion Park trots last night, Sean Cosgrove... They've had a lot of rain once again in southeast Queensland. Yeah. And they've got more there. It's showering today. The track's been downgraded to a heavy eight. So a showery and a heavy eight today for the sunny coast. And Sydney. They've had a little bit of rain around there as well. Yeah, Sydney, they have it rose hill. It's a soft seven at the moment. Showery as well. The Penno there, 5.69. All right. Good on you, Cozzy. We'll catch up with you a little later on for final scratchings for the Flemington meeting. JD Hayes kicks off the first word on this Saturday morning. Good morning to you, JD. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, mate, Fear the X, I know that you were pretty confident with her um, during the week. She goes around in the Mahogany Challenge final for the three-year-old stays. Do you think that Fear the X can get the job done here? I believe so. Um, he stays all day. Um, he was very brave last start at Sandown on the heavy track. Um, he had quite a big spacing from the SA Derby because that was an absolute gut buster. But really pleased with the way that he's trained on and I think uh, he's ticks a few boxes into today. And you changed a little bit of gear with him as well? Yeah, just decided to put the visors on because we felt like in his past two races he's been hitting the front and just stopping and waiting for him. So we think with the little slip in the headgear, uh, if he's able to keep a little bit of an eye on him, it might help him. And getting to a, a soft six instead of a heavy nine, do you think that's an advantage for him? Yeah, I think so. He might be able to display um, a better turn of foot. Um, he's, he's a grinder and that really, um, on the heavy track, that made it quite obvious. So I think hopefully without being it so heavy, he might be able to display a better turn of foot. What do you make of Mimi's rewards chances in the Banjo-Patterson for the Open Class Stays, which is race number six? And she was pretty good there the other day, albeit no match for the winner at Sandown. Yeah, I thought she was very good late. She um, sprung from the pack and attacked the line hard. Uh, She's in very good order. Uh, She looked fantastic this morning. It's a very competitive race, but... I think she's at very good each-way odds. All right, then. I like the push for Mimi's reward, award, I should say, in race number six. Can Sosie Bond cause an upset in the Winter Championship Series final? Well, he's actually never won at the track and distance, but he's run some incredible races over the mile at Flemington, and he was bouncing around this morning feeling well, and he's like a 300-gamer um, <laughs> AFL legend. He's a star, so you never write him off. He's the Dave Mundy of Lindsay Park. Absolutely. Um, it goes around. Yeah, it goes around. So um, we should put him in our quad just in case. He kicks a couple of snags there from the pocket. 
Yeah, I think so. He's like one of those last quarter specials. Yeah. If you need a big result, he could be there. Have you started to work out a date when you're playing for your OA, JD? Uh, no, I'm firming in on the date. Um, yep. It might be uh, in the last week of July. Oh, that's I think exciting. I might be making cameo experience, so hopefully I don't ping another hamstring. No, um, you know, plenty of... Um Plenty of 400s to come before that much-anticipated comeback. Looking forward to it, JD. What about at Wangaratta today? you got a couple of chances there. Should we be backing any? Um, oh, look, the ground's heavy, and uh, they're worth each-way plays for sure. Uh, Miss Teefy's a horse. Uh, I think she'll appreciate the soft ground. She's got no weight in the back with young Jet Stanley taking three kilos off. And Schubeck coming back to 1,400 with the blinkers on. He just looks like he's been labouring in his races, so hopefully the blinkers sharpen him up. But uh, my money's going on Mimi's award today. All right, then. So that's race six, number 10. That's all we need to know, J.D. Good on you, mate. Good luck. Thank you for having me. There's J.D. Hayes. Luke Oliver's got his smart mare, Mega Mia, going around in the first race, which is the Leilani Series final for the mares over the 1,400 metres. And uh, Luke joins us now. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Gareth. How you going? Good, thanks, mate. Geez, you must be over the moon with the way that she's come back this prep. Yeah, it was uh, a bit of a uh, sort of pie-in-the-sky sort of uh, uh, plan to set her this preparation for this race. But uh, the way she's uh, come back, she's certainly uh, justified uh, um, sort of our plans. Yeah, and how's she trained on since a pretty good third at Flemington the other day? Yeah, really good. Uh, I think uh, probably third up's going to be her peak run. So uh, she maybe just peaked a little bit... Um, in the last hundred the other day, so she's certainly come on from that, and you know looks looks to get a good run and hopefully be a great chance today. Do you think she could maybe set a little closer from that low gate? Yeah, for sure. Her first two runs this time in, we've drawn wide and um, just sort of ridden her quietly. But uh, from that gate, I'd imagine she'd probably settle in the first four. She she's got uh, plenty of gate speed and uh, no reason why she wouldn't be right up there. You've done some job with her, Luke. We wish you the best of luck. Fingers crossed. There's Luke Oliver there with Mega Mia, who looks tough to beat in that first race. Another big chance in that opening race is Sue Sonic for the Matty Kamani camp, and this is what Matt had to say about her chances. Yeah, it's a perfect race for her. She, I'm really quite excited about it. Interestingly, she's one that doesn't like heavy ground, but we've been quite lucky in her in her couple of runs so far this winter. Um, I like what often it looks like will for this weekend. Um, She's going well, and I think she can improve third up, and so hopefully uh, that's going to be enough to, to counteract the lack of a of a claim this time round. And she's one that does require a little bit of luck because she tends to break very slow or end up, um, you know, slow into stride, and so she needs to find that path through the field or have to go around them. Uh, and so it does come down to luck to a certain extent. But she's going very well, and I'm hopeful she can she can win on Saturday. Jerome Hunt is a very good trainer, and he's proved that with his young two-year-old Thrombone. He's always had a really good opinion of this Galloper, and um, he proved him right there last start at Caulfield when he defeated the smart Ganati at a big price there. Um, he's backing up a week later, and he's $20 today. In fact, he's the strong market leader at $3.80. In fact, he's been replaced, as I speak, by Chaston, who's now the favourite in that two-year-old race at 370, but Thrombone's an excellent chance, and let's hear from Jerome Hunter. He has got the ability, um, and you know, if he does does what he did on Saturday uh, last week, we'll, um, we'll certainly be aiming for a bigger race. Looking forward to the featured two-year-old race today, that is the Kennedy Targe Rossi Series final over the 1600 metres, which is race number four, 
Andrew Bobbin has his filly that was purchased for just $4,000 in uh, Anfina going around, and this is what Andrew had to say about her chances. I think she's just been progressing uh, with, with uh, the way she jumped. Her first run at, at Warren Bull, she didn't really have a clue what she was doing. Uh, at Flemington the second time, uh, she was pretty good out of the gates, and then uh, that third time over 1,400 there a couple of weeks ago, well, she drew poorly, and uh, that was the right option by Linda to put, in, put her into that position. But uh, tomorrow I expect her to be uh, just jump in a, in a neutral fashion and hopefully get some cover. If she was three pairs back, covered up, I'd be very happy. So Infina's at $6.50 in that race. Quang Tree for Patrick Payne at five fifty. Magnus Spin at 7 And then Green Singer Bishop at $9.50. We'll hear from most of those connections throughout the morning here on The First Word. And, geez, the VRC do a wonderful job in their new media department. And they went out to stall the Grampians to do a feature story in Andrew Bobbin, which featured a little bit of Anfina as well. And Ocean Beyond, who goes around a little later at Flemington this afternoon and it's a terrific piece just to watch Andrew Bobbin at work he's got some story to tell so I highly recommend you go to the VRC website and and into their media department to watch that story but it's also on the the racing.com social media platforms and I retweeted it at at Hall 27 so um, it's a terrific story for a young trainer that's had a different path into the training ranks it's well worth a look and Julian Walsh's Don't Doubt Dory going around in uh, the Banjo-Patterson final over the 2,600 metres. Let's hear from Julian. Had a really long prep this time in, and I, I was just thinking, you know, <clears throat> have we gone to the uh, the well once too many times? But, you know, he's not showing me that in his work and, and his, uh, his mannerisms at home, you know. He, but again, when you've got horses that, that live out in the paddock during the day and come in at night, um, mentally they, they can sustain a preparation a lot better than being locked up in a stable, you know, for the whole time. So... You know, he's out there with three or four mates and, and they're, they're out there paddocking the paddock for three or four hours a day, you know, and, and, and they just they just get out there and relax and chill out and, and then come in at night and stay warm and, um, you know, it's it's a, it's a good way to be training horses, you know. And he has done a ripper job with Don't Doubt Dory. In fact, this five-year-old by Fiorente deserves to break through for another victory. He's been ultra-consistent and he was second behind Saracen Knight last start at Flemington, but he did tick the box stepping up to the 2,500 metres on that occasion. 7.17, Gareth Hall with you on the first word to kick off RSN's Saturday race day. On the other side of this break, Patrick Payne, the informed P. Payne, will be joining us along with Mitchell Friedman and Tom Sedler. Starting your day at the races, Gareth Hall and RSN 927's race day. We're racing on a soft six at Flemington for finals day and Liam O'Keefe pointing out that for the straight races, you probably want to be drawn in the middle or the inside. They might have the advantage today with that rail going back into the true. Patrick Payne, well, he's just flying at the moment. He always does a really good job, but he's in a real purple patch and he's got three strong chances heading to Flemington and he joins us now. Good morning, Paddy. Good morning, Gareth. I've liked Quang Tree since she trialled at Chichura and then she's been impressive since. Were you happy with the way that she was on pace and fought it out at Swan Hill the other day? Yeah, I thought so. Like, as I said, she jumped well and she rested up on the speed and the, the second horse challenged her because she, she was very strong the last 100 metres, which is always a good sign from, from a trainer's point of view. So you think that she, the 1,600 metres will be no problems for her? I, I wouldn't think so. Um, and her mum, I think her mum might have won 2,400 metres, so yeah. shouldn't be any problem. But she's a young two-year-old, um, they're still young horses, and they, you know, they're a little bit day to day. Like that, you know, they're still they can go through growth spurts and all that sort of stuff. So, 
Sometimes you have to be a little bit careful with them. Do you put her on the pace once again? I think so, yeah. Let her jump well, and if she's up on the speed on her own accord, that's fantastic. She can follow the speed, it doesn't matter. She, she's extremely easy to ride. Maybe an Oaks filly down the track? Uh, I never get ahead of herself, yeah. but, um, but I think it wouldn't hurt to you know put that in place if, if we needed to. Like, yeah, I would be against it. Race number five is the Mahogany Challenge for the three-year-old stays. I remember we had a chat to you, I think it was before his um, last run at Flemington Rock Up after he was impressive there at, at Mildura, first up from New Zealand for your camp, and you said he doesn't really show you much at home. Has he showed you a little bit after that eye-catching effort at Flemington? He, no, he's a similar. He just went in normal range. Um, one thing, he did, he did respond to a bit of staying work. Uh, before yeah. Before he ran really well at Flemington, he went to and he actually thrives on it. So, so that sort of training really suits him. He's got a lot of pressure, uh, and he, he's just a little little fella. So, as I said, like he, he just loves that staying work, not a lot of pressure, but um, but, he, but he sticks on really well. He's, he's tough like that. So, he looks hard to beat in your eyes once again here. We, we, we've, only, we've only had two starts for our place, so um, and, he, and he's gone he's gone from fourteen to two thousand to twenty five, which is which is which seems strange, but um, he's showing all signs he'll handle it okay. Jimmy the Bear just gets under everybody's guard. He, he won at $21 and then $8.50 the other day. He knows how to win, Patrick. Can he do it again in the Silver Bowl Series final over the 1600 for the three-year-olds? Uh, he's in good order. Um, he hasn't really got a lot in his favour. He's sort of a bit out of limb on the weight, yeah. going a bit wide, and a month between runs and, and going from 1400 metres to 1600 metres. So, as I said, it won't be easy for him, but as you said, he, just, he goes up there, races on the speed, toughs it out, so... I think I'll know he's there. Does Matthew in the third head to Wangaratta? I might wait till Ballot next Sunday with him. All right, mate. What's your best? Um, I wouldn't forget about the little B tempted over in, at Bowditch um, in the third row. She's, um, you know, that, that, she loves that layout of that track, 1,800 metres. Um, up the top need to be respected, um, but I think she'll give a great side as well. The way you're going, Paddy, you might win the premiership as well in, in, in South Australia. You've had a really good time <laughs> of it recently there as well. Oh, it's, 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 they're, they're good out in South Australian racing. Like, um, as I said, they've got some skittle races. I love the, I love the Murray Bridge layout and the sits on horses. So, you know, we're grateful we were able to get over there. Yeah, so um, Be Tempted goes around in race number three, and I think Be Tempted there is the four horse at um, Murray Bridge today. Race three, number three, I should say. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that, Paddy. Good luck today. Good luck. Thank you. There's Patrick Payne. So he's best, and he was pretty good to us when he said, um, his best was in South Australia last week, and he likes Big Tempted. That's race three, horse number three there at Murray Bridge. Mitch Freeman from Ballarat joins us now, and he's got some nice hopes at and some exciting gallopers going around for his stable at Flemington. Mitch, thanks for your time, mate, on a busy morning. No worries, Gareth. How are you on? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. What about Mahashakti going around in the Mayor's race in the Leilani Series final over the 1,400 metres? She's first up. Are you happy with her? Yeah, she, she's going really well. She's um, coming back from a, a tie-back surgery and actually post that surgery she got quite ill and, um, you know, BVP and, and my staff here have done a roofing job to get her back uh, even, you know, in work and well, basically keep her alive there for a little bit. And then, um, yeah, she's um, in really good shape now and she looks terrific and um, I'm sure she's going to improve with further, but the nice big open track at Flemington and um, a small field should suit her. Apart from that setback straight after the operation, do you think it's worked? Uh, yeah, no, I think she um, it has worked and um, I think it's had good effect. Um, she always was a horse that made a little bit of noise and um, 
we probably just got the better of her those last two runs and she was pretty disappointing. So, um, yeah, she seems to be back in good order and um, we look forward to seeing her step out in distance. But uh, we're excited to see her back at the races today. You're everybody's favourite there, Mitch, at Swan Hill. We all need a winner to kick off the carnival and there was a whisper around track for this two-year-old from Mitch Friedman's camp taking on the older horses and she didn't let anyone down because it was a big win off the speed that day. And when you have a look back at the results... Um, she she did a good job to do what she did off pace that day. Yeah, probably um, seemed to favour those horses um, on speed. It was a bit wet, sort of down the bottom of the diff of that track, and uh, yeah. if you hit that first, you sort of got away from them. But um, you know, she was nestled away there. She's apart from like missing the start, she's she's quite a uh, intelligent horse, and and um, you know got a good racing brain on her for for what she's done so far, but. Um, yeah, she just bombed the start and, and um, she can be a little bit light mouse. That's probably her only quirk. And um, she got herself in a really awkward position. But, you know, against the older horses, it's a pretty good job to duck and weave and pick up and then um, uh, get to the line. She probably she didn't change stride and really flatten out. So she's probably still got a little bit to learn. But um, I thought that uh, her change up speed there was pretty good. And, um, you know, we played a 1,400 metre race in Adelaide in a couple of weeks. And this. Uh, was it was a really good uh, target for her in between. We just lost you a little bit. It sounded like you're looking forward to stepping up her and trip as well. But can she win today over um, the the twelve hundred metres? Yeah, I think that there's really good speed in that race, and I think that she can just sit out the back by her time and uh, be really strong at the finish. So um, I think she's got a chance, but um, she's obviously going up significantly in grade. And the, the going by shocking the two-year-old in the ODI colours, Ostal represents your stable and the Taj Rossi. And this galloper, well, he was impressive um, in a snarted jump out when I had a look at it. He's on debut here. Um, uh, your thoughts about his chances? How good is he? Uh, I think he's a handy stayer in the making, but we've only really conditioned him. We haven't tested him out too much. So um, he, he's got a really good ability to conserve energy. So he can just sort of, from that gate, just uh, come back, sit behind him, um, do no work, and he will do that. He, he won't get fired up or anything like that. And uh, hopefully he can sort of be blending into the race and finishing off. And, um, yeah, as I said, I'm not really sure what level he gets to, but I think he's a, he's a stayer in the making, and um, we'll just sort of wait to assess him a bit more today. Was it always the plan to go to Flemington on debut with him? Um, we had him in Thursday as well, and just thought that uh, track at Bendigo had a bit of racing and... Uh, Probably a little bit shifting around at the moment, so um, I just thought a better surface than Flemington, and, and I didn't think he'd be any troubles at the mile, so that's why I decided to come here. What about attrition, the colt by Churchill in the McKenna colours? It's on debut there at Murray Bridge. Yeah, he's a lovely colt with a good pedigree. Um, he's more of a three year old type as well, but he's shown nice ability. And, and do that all that at your first start, but he's pretty bold, sort of a horse, so it shouldn't worry him too much. Um, He's got nice ability, but once again, done a lot of conditioning work and not been fully tested. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes there, but it's the right sort of track to be doing it. And, um, and uh, yeah, it's a good prize money race to save its forces only. So that's Jason Holden taking the rod. Should we have a bet with any of your gallopers today, Mitch? I reckon probably uh, each way, Vega and Attrition is probably the, the way to play my horses today. Love it, mate. Keep on doing what you're doing. You're doing a, a wonderful job. There you go, Miss Friedman there. So Attrition, that's race one, number five at Murray Bridge. A good push. And Vagrant, who was impressive at Swan Hill against the older horses on debut, is in race number two in the next generation sprinters final there. And it's horse at number nine. Tommy Sadler joins us here on this Saturday morning. Good morning to you, Tom. Morning, Gareth. How's Johnny this morning? Major coffee? 
Yep, he's well. He's probably a bit warmer than I am, but uh, <laughs> no, he's, he's keeping him busy. Satorial splendor goes around in the Santa Ana Lane Sprint Series final over the 1,200 metres. Your thoughts about its chances or his chances? Um, well, we were a bit surprised with how well he performed uh, last start at Flemington. He hasn't got a great record on soft ground. Uh, he hadn't run well for quite a while, and we were just trying to get him back to the races and get a guide on really where he's at in his career. Um, and Often those on-speed horses that are quite forward and take everywhere on the bridle, once they drop the bridle, that's pretty well the end of their race and they peter out. Um, he came off the bridle, joining the course proper, and um, sort of thought, oh, well, that's probably him done on his run. But uh, he really picked the bridle up again and um, really fought to the line well, and there's probably never been a time in his career where you'd say another 50 metres and he, he was finishing even closer. So we were really happy to see that. He's obviously pain-free, um, very happy in himself, and... He's in really good order. Uh, we've just emulated the same uh, week that we had leading up to the last start. Uh, he has a gallop on Tuesday, swings Wednesday, and he does a bit of free schooling on the uh, on the Thursday morning, which he absolutely loves. So, um, yeah, he, uh, he, he, he's nice and fresh and well. Uh, obviously, Dries first hit on him there. He'll just uh, try and rate him as best as he can, but he can improve it all from from his last start, which we think he's come out of the race well enough to do so. Uh, he should be a good chance. And the 1,200 metres won't be any um, problem with him either? I don't think so. I think with the, with the nature of the straight, um, you know, there's not that pressure to get to the first corner, which there shouldn't really be with him anyway because he's just got that speed that's just way faster than anything else early. Um, but just the nature of, of, of the way they run the straight races, he can come out, um, you can almost come out on him negatively and he'll still come out and lead and just rate him as well as he can. And by the time he joins the course proper, hopefully he can... Keep him interested enough and, um, yeah, be really strong to the line. Good on you, Tommy. He's a good each-way prize at $5 there this afternoon. Um, what's it like at Cranbourne or Packenham this morning? Uh, it's lovely. It's a little bit frosty, um, a little bit fresh, but, uh, no, it's uh, nowhere else you'd rather be in, in July, that's for sure. I see Moods has got a couple of really nice chances there today. Any whispers around the Packenham trading complex? No, no, there's no whispers at all. I actually live uh, with his assistant trainer, Kat Coleman. Yes. And uh, she'd almost, she'd sooner give you a bum steer than she'd give you a bum steer. <laughs> Who's a better judge, Moods or Kath? Uh, I'll leave that one for the listener. <laughs> Good on you, mate. It's good on you, Thank Tommy. You. There's Tommy Settler there. 731. Ben Brisbane's got a nice chance in Forest Diamond going around in race number five at Flemington, the Mahogany Challenge final. Let's hear what Ben has to say about. Forest Diamond's hopes. At the moment, that looks the, that looks the way. She just didn't quite come up to be that sort of get to that Oaks and Adelaide or whatnot. So, um, you know, we're a month a month or two behind that now. But now she's she, she's uh, come to hand nicely and uh, yeah, looks one of those nicest day in Phillies going around at the moment. Yeah, the filly by Redwood for Ben Brisbane, who does a terrific job there at Wangaratta, is at nine dollars fifty in the Mahogany Challenge final, which is race number five. And Lindsay Smith has a couple of chances in the Penfolds Winter Championship for the open-class gallopers over the mile. And one of those horses is Mystery Shot in the Brad Spicer colours. It's currently at $13. Here's Lindsay. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, from that gate, um, with a bit of pace on the outside of him, he'll go forward and hopefully uh, sit fourth or fifth and... um his form's been good without winning, as it looks, and uh, he hasn't gone backwards, the horse, so um, he'll be thereabouts. He's crying out to win a race. Um, 
I know it's a strong race, but uh, it would not surprise me if he beat him. So that's a good push for mystery shot. Of course, Tuvalu is the favourite. We'll hear what Lindsay has to say about Tuvalu a little later on, but mystery shots around that $13 quote. The trainers are terrific to us each and every Saturday morning with the first word. A lot of them are out and about working their horses and they spare a little bit of time for us. But when they're training their horses, sometimes their phone lines are a little bit scratchy. So I've jotted down their best bets throughout the morning for you. So I'll um, go through them again for you. J.D. Hayes, he likes Mimi's award. J.D. likes a punny. He says, I'll be backing her in the Banjo Patterson. So that's race six, number 10. Luke Oliver's over the moon with his mare, Mega Mia, in the Leilani Series final. So that's race one, number seven. Patrick Payne, he likes all of his horses at Flemington. They're trained on nicely in Quang Tree, in the Taj Rossi, um, rock up in the Mahogany Challenge final. Also, Jimmy the Bear's done nothing wrong. And he goes around that final event in the Silver Bowl Series final. But Patrick's best is race three, number three. Be attempted at Murray Bridge this afternoon. We all know Paddy's strike rate when he heads to South Australia these days. Just having a look at the, the price for Be Attempted, around $4.80. So that's race three, number three. Good push there. And Mitch Freeman likes two of his two-year-olds. Vagrant, who goes around in the Next Generation Sprinters final, so that's race two, number nine. She was impressive at Swan Hill. She's around $9. And Attrition, that's on debut there in the Colin McKenna colours at Murray Bridge in race number one. That's horse number five. And Tommy Sadley, as you just heard, gave a good push for Sartorial Splendour in at the Santa Ana Lane Sprint Series final. 7.35, we'll take another break here. You're with Gareth Hall. On the first word, when we return, we'll be catching up with Calvin McAvoy, Sarbasan, and also Rob Blacker. Trent Bustin, Benny Gleeson, and Michael Meehan. We're hoping to catch up with Michael, but he's a little bit busy um, this morning. So we might see if we can catch up with a few other trainers there um, for this meeting at Flemington. I know uh, my producer, Jackson, is working hard out the back there, and he's been able to get hold of Calvin McAvoy this morning. And Calvin joins us now. Hello, Calvin. Good morning, Gareth. How are you going? Good, thank you, mate. How's Ballarat? Yeah, it's, it's quite nice this morning. A little yep. bit brisk, but not too bad. <laughs> seven to Excel goes around in the seventh race. He has to carry weight, but he's a Group 1 performer in the Santa Ana Lane Sprint Series final here. Um, can he win? Yeah, I think he can, Gareth. Um, the interesting thing will be the straight. It's a, it's a new territory for him, and his racing pattern is very much to sort of try and go forward and find the rail. So... Um, even if everyone else wants to probably go right, I'd say naturally we'll be going left. Um, and I think the scratching of, of um, Ashford Street probably makes his job a touch easier to get across there. But look, he's trained on really well. Um, he is the class horse in the race and has earned that weight. Uh, now he's just got to be able to carry it. I guess the positive news, if you were listening to Liam O'Keefe this morning, he did point out that down the straight with the rail back into the true, that you want to be drawn to the inside or the middle part. Um, over um, down the straight for the for the races there, so that's good news, uh, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, I didn't hear that, but I'm pleased to hear it now. Yeah. So if he can handle the straight, he's worth a ticket. I think so. Yeah, yep. he's a class horse. The Blinkers go back on winning partner in the Winter Championship final. Yeah, they do. Look, this has been the plan to try and get him into this race, and he snuck in. Um, form's been okay. I think he's been sort of building nicely enough, and I, I think um, up to the mile now is quite important. Uh, he wants probably better ground than, than soft ground, uh, but I'm not sure we can be complaining about a, a six at, at headquarters and 
Uh, we've decided to go back with the shades today just to try and hopefully find another length. But I think he's better than $61, but he'll still find the, the task quite tough. All right, then, and Frankie Pino, he's had a wonderful campaign. He was winning a Wangum over the 1,200 metres. He was just outside the placings in a Goodwood. Then he went up to Sydney after just missing out on the big Route 1 in Brisbane. Um, he steps up here to the 1,600 metres. Yeah, he does, which is going to be a little bit interesting. I mean, he's a winner. He won um, He won over a mile his last out of last prep. Certainly not this, um, probably not this puff, but everything about the horse tells us he wants a mile. His figures would suggest he's probably just a very good 12 to 1400 metre horse. Um, so would like to see him prove it today. Uh, gate's probably not ideal, but his natural pattern, as everyone knows, is to get back. So hopefully the, the pace is genuine enough um, and he can be storming down the outside. Is this just a case that you just want to see if you can get a mile before the spring? Yeah, look, I mean, he's a winner at a mile. Um, whether he's better at a mile, I, I don't know, but. Uh, it just looks perfect. He comes through Sydney very well, and, and uh, he's in fantastic form. He'll stand out in the yard today looking really well. So um, good money race. Uh, he's in good form, and we wanted to have a go at it. Do you have a winner for us at Murray Bridge? Yeah, I think so. I think Zafala will be a really um, – I think he'll be a really strong winning chance today. He's been knocking on the door. He probably threw the race away a little bit um, at Swan Hill. He was always going to win, then laid in under pressure. Um Drawn out, he'll, he'll probably get back, get some cover, and hopefully the big long straight at Murray Bridge will, will suit him. So I think he's worth a ticket for sure. Yeah. What's your best for the day? Uh, well, as far as probably the best place to also think. All right, then race eight, number five at Murray Bridge. Good on you, Calvin. Good luck, thank you. There's Calvin McAvoy there. Saba's son joins us because he's... He's ripper sprint, a serious suspect. Will be competitive and hard to beat once again in a Santa Ana Lane Sprint Series final over the 1,200 metres. Good morning, Saab. Thanks for joining us. Morning, Gareth. Listeners. Geez, you must have been proud of him at Swan Hill and the Golden Topaz. Yeah, he was a very good run. Um, I just felt that the track was probably a bit better out wide. Um, and it raced, definitely raced that way on the first day of the carnival. Uh, having said all that, the winner and the second horse—they're quite uh, good gallopers, and uh, we're the only ones back on the inside that probably beat um, everything else home. They were the only two that sort of beat us home out wide. So yeah, his efforts were uh, very courageous, and he showed to me that he's kind of settled because um, Ethan had him in a nice, relaxed tempo, and, um, uh, and then he sort of pushed the button and went and assumed control of the race. Uh, it wasn't a fastly run race early, so he's in control of the race. And, yeah, he's showing me the horse that he's going to settle to. Where do you think he'll get to then from gate number five down the straight, especially with Kelvin suggesting that Seven to Excel definitely wants to get to the fence? Uh, we will look, we will sort of go and walk the track, Peter Ellis and myself. And um, Peter Ellis is one of the best track walkers in the land. And uh, we'll sort of have a real good look at, you know, how it's racing. I'm certain that Liam will have the track pretty even. Um, and Sirius is the sort of horse that, you know, he'll just go in any straight line. He's drawn five, and uh, wherever that line takes him, it takes him, and we won't be we won't be sort of, you know, chopping and changing his stride just to, just to suit the track. We'll just sort of allow him to find his feet early and assume control of the race, and looks like there's going to be good speed on paper, but he'll just run his honest usual race again. So you're confident, yeah, you'll run another big race for you, mate? Oh, look, it's a six-run this time in, and um, 
uh, he's been trained solely out of the farm and at the bilk, and he just hasn't missed a beat. He, he, he's stronger. He's um, he's eating his head off. He's a little bit woolly. Of course, he lives outside and the fresh air. But um, other than that, you know, the horse just looks phenomenal. And the, the, the way he's racing, there's, 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 he's definitely not tired. Uh, that's for sure. But um, just had a little foot abscess during the week. The burst. Um, I'll carry up here, Sean Gray. He's done a good job with him and got it quickly under control. Hasn't given him any dramas, hasn't given him any issues since since uh, it burst. Uh, we've just kept it clean and kept it wrapped up. Um, and he's been bowling around the track and yeah, he's pretty happy. So I can't fault him, but uh, other than a foot absence, he's just probably going to have you know a couple of weeks off and just freshen up for the spring. Well, we wish you the best of luck, Saab. Good luck, mate. Thanks, guys. There's Sabah on there with Serious Suspect going around in the seventh feature sprint for the Open Class Gallopers at Flemington. Let's catch up with uh, Rob Blacker now because he has uh, Skyfierce going around in race number four, which is the Taj Rossi Series final over the 1,600 metres. And we haven't seen this two-year-old since finishing uh, midfield at Flemington back on Anzac Day, which was a ripper run. And uh, Rob joins us now. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Gareth. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. How is Sky Fierce heading into today's race? Yeah, yeah, he's excellent. He's ready to go. Yeah. Um, was this always the plan for him to have a break after that Flemington run and, and set him for a race like this? Yeah, look, yeah, the plan originally was um, uh, debut at Mornington on Cup Day and try and win that. We we're actually going to take him to Sydney. We had him nominated for the Champagne and yeah. the Fernhill. It was just too wet. And um, so the 1400 Danzac Day Stakes was sort of... 1400 too short, but that was like a, a plan B because I actually did want to give him another run and give him a look at Flemington. And the plan was always to target this race and then the 1800 in a fortnight. So is he ready to go and can he win today over the 1600 metres or should we just keep a close eye on him and, and back him over the 1800 in a couple of weeks? Uh, look, it's a listed race and yeah. he's the first foal of the mare and the breeder, like, uh, you know, she's a really well-related mare, and he's sending it to commercial stallions, and no, no, we're trying. Yeah. We, we, we just think that, um, obviously, the 1800 will suit him better. Just the barrier draw, um, it gives him a look at him today. You know, he's just on, just on wide his previous two runs, and he's settled a long way back, but that's just, like, circumstantially. We don't think he needs to be back there at all, you know? So, look, I'm not saying uh, that he's, you know, a miler, but, no, we're trying. We're here to... We're here to win it if we can. He, he looks an exciting prospect, and we can start dreaming. He's the son of Fiorente. Um, he looks like he's a derby horse as well a little later on. Well, that's why we're racing now. We just yeah. um, So Glenn and I, we had a chat, and we just think that um, a lot of the derby lead-ups, they're actually, they're, they're like, you know, they're like the Norman Robinson and the Vars, and there are other races, but they're not, not actually a lot like a 2,500 at Flemington. Yeah. And, no, we're trying to qualify him now. Yeah. That's why we're running these two races at Flemington. I thought, oh, two-year-old grade over a mile, even though the mile is a bit short, you know, what depth and that. We thought we're trying to qualify him now and take the pressure off so then we can just cruise in. I think this is, it's terrific for the owners and trainers to be able to target your, your, your later two-year-olds and then it takes the pressure off heading towards a derby campaign if you can qualify early on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why we're here. And we're, we're fortunate with this horse that... Um, you know, he's by Fiorente, and he's a lovely staying prospect, but he's not backward. He's, um, like, this is only his second really real preparation, but he's not backward. Like, he's, it's not as if he's got open knees and that sort of stuff. He's, he'll strengthen, 
but he's he, we're just fortunate that um, he was just a lot. He was just a lovely foal and a lovely yearling, and he just hasn't missed a beat all the way through. But he, it's not as if he's one of those three olds that say, "Oh, he's going to be better in the autumn." Which you know, I'm expecting to keep improving. But where a lot of these horses that you would you can't do it with a lot of these two-year-olds because they're just not ready now. That extra five or six months makes the difference. Whereas this fella, I think we're capable of, you know, having a look at it now. Love it, Robbie. And your jockey, I tell you what, he's flying. Every time I turn Channel 9 on, um, Harry's doing an ad for Swan Hill. Um, he, <laughs> he he sacked us from coffee country. You know, he's, uh, he's having a little break, but um, no, he's riding in terrific form and he's turned into a megastar off the track as well. So we wish you... Um, both the best of luck with Skyfierce in the Taj Rossi, mate. Go and get them. Thanks a lot, Gareth. There's Rob Blacker. Um, at 7.47, this is the first word on this Saturday morning. If you're just joining us, we're racing on a soft six at Flemington. Down the straight, Liam O'Keefe reporting. You probably want to be drawing to the middle, to the inside there with the rail back into the true. We'll take a break, and on the other side of it, we'll catch up with Trent Busseton. Ben Gleeson, of course, the assistant trainer to Danny O'Brien. And Shane Jackson, the foreman to Lindsay Smith. Starting your day at the races, Gareth Hall and RSM 927's race day. Let's head out to Cranbourne and catch up with Trent Busseton. Trent, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. Good morning, mate. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Gold Bucket goes around in the two-year-old Next Generation uh, Sprinters final over the 1,200. Um, how much benefit do you think he would have taken out of that effort when he finished midfield at Flemington two starts back? Oh, it was a bit of a non-event. He sort of come down the centre of the track and he was just by himself and he got lost when it was time to get off the bridle. But the winner was obviously in a different postcode, proper horse, um, but sort of can't take a real line through it. But look, he won a Adelaide Saturday two-year-old race and he won it narrowly, so it's a big jump up to to the races today. He's well, he's happy, he's, he's going good, he's sound. Um you know, he's got, he's got a lift, obviously, so I'm sure he'll run up to the best of his ability and, and weigh in, but I'm picking he probably finds one or two better in the race. Winning bid's got some big-time owners in, involved with her. She's a filly by Fastnet Rock. What did you make of her to build effort over the seven furlongs at Flemington? Yeah, she was good. She was really good, strong through the line. Um, she's she's a filly we've got a lot of time for once. You know, she's going to be a staying three-year-old, 2,000-metre, mile-and-a-half filly. Uh, again, I think she might find one or two a touch better than her, but she'll finish closer to the to the winner than what she did last start. You know, the extra 200 metres is certainly going to help her and natural improvement. She, she'll be hitting the line very strongly, but I'm, I'm not sure if she can, you know, quite get away with the win. Is it your son at Savabil, Shadow Hawk, going around in the Mahogany Challenge? Um, is he good enough to win a race like this? Jeez, he made up a ton of ground at Cranbourne the other day. Yeah, I, I got no doubt he should have won the other day. Sort of got shuffled back from a good draw. If he'd been able to hold a spot, he, w- he would have won it. Um, I think so. You know, it's it's probably his best chance to win a race for 200,000, put it that way. It's, it's um, They're not a outstanding bunch of horses um, so I, I think he's a genuine each way chance, obviously Paddy Payne's horse looks uh, very tough to beat but um, I think he'll stay, he's rock hard fit so, and he's in good form so he's, he's definitely our best for the day Alright then, so that's a good push for Shadowhawk, that's race number 5 horse number 5 and um, you're taking the day off there from Wangaratta so your best race 5, number 5 there at Flemington, good luck Trent, thanks for your time Thank you, mate. Cheers. There's Trent Busseton there. 
Ben Gleason's always good to us here on a Saturday morning. Of course, the assistant trainer to Danny O'Brien. Good morning to you, Ben. Thanks for your time, mate. Morning, guys. How are you going? Yeah, good. Thank you. What about um, in race number two? You'll be saddling up uh, without envy. And this is a two-year-old filly on debut. Can she win on debut? You've got Jai McNeil in the saddle. Look, it's a tough race, obviously. She's um, the only first starter in the field, I believe. So um, we've put her in the deep end. We obviously have a very good opinion of her. Um, she's shown us plenty at the trials and, and at home. Um, you know, these prize seem to have a fair share of ability. Um, it's a big unknown down the straight as well, first time. So, look, she's got... Really good ability. Hopefully she can run in the top three. Um, if she's winning, she could be a very good horse, but um, we'd be thrilled to see her run a nice top three race and sort of cement that she's a horse with plenty of upside. The blinkers went on, grinsing a bishop the other day, and uh, there he was, flashing down the outside. I was doing a punters club there at Flemington. There were a few lucky punters because they backed him at 100 to 1. Um I don't know if one of their friends had a share, but there was a little bit of a tip for him around, Grinsinger Bishop. Did he surprise you? No, we certainly liked him. First up at Geelong was a, a massive forgive-and-forget race. You know, he was out the back on a, a very wet track and just never got a chance to get into it. Uh, and he's an old man door, which you know, we knew as soon as we stepped him out any trip, he was going to appreciate um, the distance. And he worked in blinkers uh, earlier in the week and, that he won, that was, and worked up super. He's always been impressing us in his jump out. So we, um, the stable had a bit of a fill-up, especially the owner. Um, so we're thrilled to see that plan uh, come forward and, and pay off. But he's improved out of that run. He heads to Flemington today, gets a nice draw in behind him. Uh, I was still surprised to see his price out to $10. Um, I thought he was sort of drawing away from them there in that field that day and showed a pretty good dominance to that field. So... Uh, I think he, he maps pretty similar today to get a lovely run, and um, I think he should be a lot shorter than that. That's what we dream of. A winner at Flemington, the trainer says, oh, here we go, 100 to 1. It should be going very, very close, and then it does that. Um, yeah, I dream about that every day, every day, and I wish that would happen to me. Well done, Bernie. Thanks for the blue moon, but yeah, it should have been off. Can you split those two? Who's a better chance? You've got Hoops also engaged that defeated a pretty smart one at Sandown the other day on the hillside track. Yeah, she was really good first up. Um, we were just uh, wary of her fitness first up. She only had one jump out going into that run, and we weren't sure that she'd be you know, strong at the end of the 1400, but she was terrific. Certainly showed she's got a, a good sort of staying prowess about her, um, and she certainly deserves her crack at City Grade today. She's a look, really improving filly, but um, we're looking forward to seeing her hopefully head into the spring. She's got a lot of sort of strengthening up and, and maturity to come. Um, so she'll give, she has every chance to, to also improve and win that race today. But um, just probably the way that Grinsinger Bishop won that last start and dominance and being in our lane's all was, you know, been looking forward to getting him out to a mile and plus. So he probably strips a bit fitter and, and a bit more suited today than the filly. Um, but neither would surprise us if, um, if they got up and won. Geez, it was good to see Saracen Knight bounce back to the winner's circle there at Flemington. Can he do it again? He can. He's absolutely thriving at home. Um, you know, his, his run before he won was super impressive and his work at home just kept getting better. And even since that win, his, um, his confidence has just flourished. His work's been terrific again. And, um, you know, it's good to see a soft six there today. He'll love that. And, um, it's a competitive little stage race, but 
the way he won last start was really tough, and um, I think that he can certainly put in the same effort again at, at a minimum weight. All right, Penny, if I gave you $10, what are we doing? I would have a go at Grinzinger Bishop. All right, then. We'll have $10 to win. Race four, number two. He's not 100 to one, but $10 will do us. Good on you, mate. <laughs> That'll do. There's, Thanks, ben, there's ben Gleeson there, the assistant trainer to Danny O'Brien. And Shane Jackson, of course, he's the right-hand man for Lindsay Smith. I think he's a better judge than Lindsay, so that's why we get um, Shane on a Saturday morning. Hello, Jacko. Good morning. Don't be telling lies just because Lindsay won't answer the phone. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get a better judge than this. <laughs> Mystery shot goes around uh, today in the Winter Championship, mate. Um, geez, it was a good run the other day. Can he? Uh, can Mystery Shot defeat the stable mate Tuvalu? Look, he's, the horse is flying. Um, you know, he's probably unlucky to be bumping into Tuvalu because he's ready to be winning. Got too far back last start and really ran home some good sectionals. Um, yeah, and look, it's it, Tavalu happened to have a, a, an off day. He's the one that's going to be picking up the pieces. But, look, if we get to Cronulla, we won't worry about which way it goes. Talking about good judges, one of the most respected judges that I've come across in the racing industry is Tuvalu's owner, Chris Wells. I met him in WA, and, boy, he's got a wonderful eye for a galloper when he can pick them from the yard. And I remember when I saw him at Flemington, he said Tuvalu, when he got beat that day, um, and he finished second. He says he's just a runaway, and um, yep. he was right on the money at Flemington. He was spot on. How's he trained on Tuvalu? And he even said that there's improvement in him after winning at Flemington the other day. Is that how you see it as well, Jacko? Yeah, look, we're we're very lucky to have Wellesley. Um, he's a he's an astute judge. He picks a lot of our younger horses at the sales. Him and Lindsay go together, and they they pick a lot on type rather than just picking on the big prices and and the pedigree. They pick a lot on type. Um, but yeah, well, he was spot on, and we went back, and we just kept working him as normal. After he's after he's when he, he ran second, he, he was good last start to win. It was a really tough win, and uh, we couldn't be happier with him going into the day. The only thing I suppose is that they're not doing us any favours with the barriers. They're trying to make it as hard as they can for us each time. But look, he'll he generally jumps pretty quick. He has good early speed, so I'm tipping yeah, Bryzy as long as he as long as he jumps cleanly, he'll just let him roll across, and um, yeah, whether he's leading or sitting one out one back or a couple of pairs back I don't think yeah I think he's, he's pretty versatile that way once he, he gets a nice enough one so both horses well and ready to go yeah they're great boy we couldn't be happier with both horses going today like I said um, mystery shot has just been a bit unlucky with barriers but today he draws a nice gate he should be just in behind him somewhere um, Blake McDougall was keen to ride him at the 54 you know he's he's, he's worked to get down to the waist and uh, he's a very good rider as well so we're we're glad to have him on, and uh, yeah, he should be just in behind them, and he'll be there. The, the two of them will be in the in the firing line late. Good on you, Jacko. Thanks for the insight again, mate. Well done. Good luck. No, thanks, guys. There's Shane Jackson there. Sean Cosgrove, scratchings, please, at Flemington. Well, right, today it is overcast. We get a soft six, total of thirteen. Now uh, race one is clear. The rail is out. Uh, uh, all the rails true for the entire circuit. The previous was out twelve. Race one clear. Race two six penultimate one and seven Michelotti six and seven. Third clear, the fourth 12, Fairy Spirit, number 12. Race 5, 1, Texas T and 8, Bishop, 1 and 8. Sixth event, 8, Prince Ziggy, number 8. The seventh, 4, Ashford Street and 11, Bell CL, 4 and 11. Race 8, 3, Too Close to Sun, 11, Biometric and 18, Prince of Alida, 3, 11 and 18. And race 9, 8, Mere Fancy and 10, Set to Profit, 8 and 10. It's a soft six, well, through the entire circuit.